Welcome to the Start Now Podcast. We're your hosts, Mike and Alyssa. We're here to motivate, inspire, share, and encourage you to stop waiting and start now. Welcome to another five minute Friday episode of the Start Now Podcast. I am Alyssa, joined by my husband, Mike, here today. As always, on Fridays, we start with our rose and our thorn of the week. So I'm going to kick it off to Mike to say what his rose and thorn were. So my thorn of the week, um, it happened technically since the last time we recorded our five minute Friday. So it's we already decided it's okay. Yeah. That, yeah. So mm-hmm. last week I um I teach at Barry's on Fridays at eight thirty, right? So I parked on the street. Um, it's like a block away. It's super close. I I'm able to find street parking. Super convenient. So I park, um, and I go teach my class. I come back and my trunk was open. I had left my trunk open when the, I- The whole, during your whole, whole berries that Mike, you didn't tell me that. That's, <laughs> a, oh, that's so bad in but the streets like, of Boston. It was like outside of like a bunch of businesses. So people probably thought it, I was like, I was like bringing stuff in and out. Wow. But I looked in the back. I don't like having, I just have sneakers back there, like nothing valuable. So that, I looked and there was nothing, though. there was nothing missing that I could- there's literally junk in my trunk. Dumb, dumb. Junk in my trunk. Don't do that again. Because like, you know when you, so I shut my trunk, but you know if, when you have like the automatic. Yeah, it goes up it, sometimes. If it like, if there's something in the way, it yeah, goes it, back up. Well, and you, I that's why you look. double check. You gotta well, look. Well, Always make sure look. your car is, if you are going to park in the city of Boston, lock your car. The car was locked. <laughs> the trunk was not. open. Okay. Um, and then, oh, I have two roses actually. That's good. Can I share two? Sure. So my first rose actually happened right before I left my trunk open. Um, for those who don't know, I am running the Chicago marathon. Oh, is that a soft launch? Soft launch. That was a soft launch. Um, and I'm running it for a charity, a charity called back on my feet, which is, um, a really, really cool charity. They use running to help fight homelessness. So they partner with different organizations, whether it's the Salvation Army um, or different halfway houses, and they will ha- they'll make a deal with um, certain individuals where if they agree and commit to so many days of running a week, um, that they'll help them with finding um, job interviews, they'll help them prep for interviews, they'll help them create resumes, give them opportunities, which is really cool because their whole their whole theory is that by running your set in goals and you're holding yourself accountable. Um, and then research has shown that when you set those goals and you, you, there starts to be a change in your brain where you start to see things differently. And there's been all this research that they've done individually as well, where, you know, like 90 something percent of people have felt, uh, an increase in self-confidence, self-esteem, um, a bunch of people have become healthier, you know, that's amazing, whether it's weight loss or um, fighting chronic illnesses or diabetes, like it's it's really cool. So anyway, so I decided to kind of do more than just raise money for them. Um, I wanted to help out. And so they have these run groups that they host. It's three times a week um, at different locations in Boston. If you're ever interested, let me hit me up. I can give you the details, but it's early. It's like 530 in the morning. Ooh. <laughs> so it's, yeah you left at like four yeah 30. it was early morning but it was cool it was my first time i didn't really know what to expect um and I, someone had said like oh yeah you just run like a mile and a half and we ended up going f- like almost four and a half That's miles so awesome i ran with two other people they're really great so it's cool to 
to be a part of that. And so that's going to be my Friday tradition to wake up early and go do this. And, you know, yeah, it's, it's early and it's usually my one that's day I can it, sleep in a little bit later, yeah. but, um, so that's, that was one of my roses that I kicked that off. Um, so I'm excited to kind of see what happens from there. My other one is this past weekend or this past week, we went to a workout with a bunch yes, of other trainers in the Boston area. Yeah. And I got to see some, meet some new people and see some old friends that I haven't seen in a while. So it was really cool to connect with them. Um, and to kind of have a chance to, to work out with them. You know, we always talk about how we take a non-fitness class, right? We, we teach so many classes and sessions and we take so many classes and sessions within our own, you know, It's like a little circle. Yeah. Like, I take a lot of Barry's classes because yeah, I'm right, there right, a lot. Right. So it was cool to do something completely different. Um, Shout out to Backyard Boston. That place is dope. Super awesome. Great to see, you know. All, all my friends and meet new people. It's always great to to build those connections. So those those are my two roses. Those are great. My my turn. So my should I start with my rose or my thorn? I think your thorn is the is the one <laughs> that's know what my, I, you know I what my thorn is. <laughs> so I'm injured. That is my big thorn. So sometime in the last week, I believe. Well. I think that it was your rose last week that I ran five miles. And I think it must have been during that run that I injured myself. But to keep a very long story short, I hurt, I think my meniscus, but something in my knee and being injured has been extremely challenging physically and mentally. I am so thankful to have an incredible podium rider program at Rev. So I've had people riding my podium for me, so I'm still able to teach, but not being able to move in the way that I want to. I am getting better. There's a, what's the word? Light at the end of the There's a light at the end of the tunnel is exactly what I was looking for. So day by day, but if you know me, you know it's really hard for me to slow down. So it's been a bit of a thorn, more so mentally than physically, but teaching has honestly saved my mental health. So thank you to anybody who has trained with me this week on the up and up my... Rose, I also have two roses. Would, oh that, God, look at would us. that be all right? Things are looking up. So along with my that theme of my thorn, one of my roses is that I went to TB12. And this is by no means a plug for TB12. This is, I mean, it can be. But it is my genuine just awe. I'm in awe of what that place was able to accomplish for me. So I'm the type of person that doesn't like to ask for help or honestly take care of myself when I'm injured. However, due to the fact that I do have this race coming up and do need my body for my profession, I'm taking this very seriously. So I went to TB12 and he, I worked with Greg. He just was so incredible. And I explained to him that I've been working really hard on training for this 5k. And he's like, let's try to get you there. And I walked out of there feeling completely different than when I walked in. And he gave me exercises. He's like my my PT. So according to my doctor, he's going to be my PT person for the next couple of weeks, however long it takes me to overcome this challenge. But that was a huge, huge rose. They're just, they're, they're onto something there. My second rose was on Monday. I got to go to Northeastern to talk to a group of aspiring entrepreneurs. And they all have really awesome projects that they're working on that they get to pitch next week to some people that might be able to actually fund these projects. So I went in and talked to them about confidence, which kind of inspired our episode this week. But talk to them about confidence, building personal brand. And a lot of them had really awesome questions for me, which was very cool for me to see that I was saying to you, Mike, that I got like 20 years on some of these girls, but I, feel, I don't feel like it. I don't feel like I'm out of college at all. So 
knowing that I have the knowledge and experience to share with aspiring young minds has also spearheaded some confirmed opportunities coming up in the future where I get to do the same thing. So I'm excited to take my career kind of to a, a different next level by being able to do talks like that. So that's awesome. Two roses. That's good. That means that overall our week was full of roses. Yeah. Sure. On that note, let's talk about being burnt out. <laughs> <laughs> so we um we got some some different topics sent to us. Um and we will cover them all. Yes. And so the first one that kind of jumped out to me was burnout because burnout is real. It happens to everybody at some point. Um, it's interesting. So I used to see, I used to use the word burnout when I would talk about athletes, Mm. um, being in the profession that I was in as a teacher and coach in like middle school, high school age kids. For me, burnout was when you had a student athlete who played the same sport year round. Oh, wait, in like a negative connotation. That was like in high. Yeah. Like people that I used to see burnout. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Um, and now it's, now I think I, I see it more as individual like professionals who are burnt out in their job. But for me, originally burnout was like, you know, let's say you're, you're a baseball player and you play baseball during the baseball season. Then you play over the summer, then you play fall ball. Then the winter you train for baseball when you do, whether you're doing stuff on the, you know, in indoor with cages or throwing. Um, and then that ends and you're right back to baseball. Right. season. So it's like. I've always been a big believer in athletes, especially young athletes playing different sports year round. And there's been studies that show that some of the top athletes actually in the world now played multiple sports growing up. They mm. didn't just focus. And I think pe- parents would get, you know, super focused. Like, oh, if I want my kids to get a scholarship to play basketball, they need to play on four different teams and have five practices a week and three games. And yeah, and these kids get burnt. Sense. So for me, that's what burnout was. Sure. And so now looking at it, the way that I see burnout today is it's similar. It's when you're doing the same thing too much and you're, there's not yeah. a balance, right? Yep, yep, yep. And with athletes, we would talk about how burnout can lead to injury because you use the same muscles over and over and over and over versus a kid who plays basketball in the winter and then plays football in the fall and plays you know, baseball in the spring. Like You, you use different muscles, you different ways that you move whether it's yeah. laterally or explosive or you know there's different movements that you use and so there's a little bit more of an equilibrium within your body of you know how you how you use it how you move and um and so that was one of the things so i think it's that same idea of balance today um and so what what has been your experience with burnout Alyssa? i would hearing you say that is actually very interesting because i agree i think that people get burnt out when they do the same thing over and over and over and over again, and it just becomes so repetitious that without a little breakup in some type of routine, you just start to fatigue from doing the same thing over and over again. And my experience with burnout is I think I hit a certain point. So I train every single day. I don't have one day where I don't teach a session and I know that I've hit my max. And honestly, I can go months without hitting this point where I'm like, I don't have any, I don't feel inspired. I don't have anything new to say. And I don't like to show up when I'm not able to perform for others at my max capacity. I think we live in a world where it's almost like the the culture of grinding and pushing and going. And I believe that if you want something, you know, you have to put in the work, but it's very easily to 
get burnt out from going nonstop. And it doesn't mean that you need to take a day off. I know people are always saying to me, I can't believe that you work. I mean, both of us, we work every single day, but I don't need a day off. I take afternoons like this brings me joy. I'm not, this is working sure, but it's, you know, I'm not working all of the time. Like sometimes I I just need a day off. I think also it's how you use your time off too. Yes. And, you know, we, we talked, we've talked about budget fillers before and how, um, in order to fill other people's budgets, you have to be able to fill your own budget totally. first. So you, you can't pour from an empty vessel, right? So like you can't go out there and, you know, teach four sessions in a day without feeling good yourself, exactly. right? It's very hard to do that. So you need well, to I use can, that. but... <laughs> I know it. Um, (laughs) But you need to use that time where you're not working to do things that fill you up, right? And whether that's, you know, working out on your own, and we'll talk a little bit about exercise in a little bit, but, or even just like sitting on the couch and and watching, you know, trashy TV just to get your mind off something or reading a book or spending time with your family. Yes. And not being like, oh, I should be doing something else right now. And that's something that I used to get into trouble with where, if I wasn't doing something, I was like, well, I should be doing XYZ now. I should be using this time more productively because I don't have that much time that's free, you know? Totally. And I started to realize that, no, like, in order to be able to do all those other things, you need to take time for yourself to to allow your body to kind of, like, reset. Um, and it's hard, you know, especially when we we teach till 8.30 some nights and it's it's hard to, you know, get home and then have to eat and then, like... You can't just go right to bed. You need some time to unwind. Not to mention we have a child. And And that takes it to a whole new level is that when my workday ends, a different type of workday begins because there's no there's no really turning off. And it's challenging. But I think that's perfect what you said for anyone that's experiencing burnout is to go to your why, right? Think about what makes you happy. Why are you doing what you're doing? So remembering for me, when I am feeling that burnout, I say, okay, well, why am I doing my job? Number one, I love what I'm doing. So keep going. Number two, think about the things that make you happy and do more of that and try to remove the guilt from saying, maybe you love napping. Mike loves to nap. And you love a good nap. He loves napping. And for him, teaching 21 fitness classes a week, you need to take that nap. And there's a time when you would have said that you felt guilty laying down, but that's also part of your job. So to I have be recharged. to nap from you now. You do. Well, but it took me realizing that's we have different lives. Like I don't I don't nap because I don't really have time to nap. And you also can sleep in later most days. I exactly. We have different schedules. But Yeah, so anyhow. we wanted to kind of talk to you about some different solutions to burnout because yes. I've always said like if you're gonna complain to me, like you're gonna have to listen to my solution as well. You know, don't just complain right, and not that. take on a solution. Love that. So um Alyssa talked about having a strong why. Um, and I think part of that feeds into another aspect of how you can, you know, fight burnout. Because I'm not going to say prevent burnout because, I mean, you, you do want to prevent it. But if you sense it coming on, you want to be able to, to nip in the butt early. So support from others is super important. And so that can sometimes go back to your why is having people who you can talk to and be like, hey, I'm feeling burnt out. Can you help me out? And like if it's at work, can you say to your boss, hey, I really, really am feeling this. How can you help me with this? Or is it a right. friend? Like, Well, I was talking, it's funny, I was talking today with with an, an athlete at Revd 
who um, said they took today off work just because they were like, Man, I'm, I don't feel like going in today. And they like had, so valid. had times. Off. And I, I was telling him how when I was a teacher at one school, you would have like, do you remember we had these pride days? Yeah. So I don't know how many it was. It was like five or seven days a year that we'd get. And we had to use those for any any day off. It, and there's no questions asked, right? But you can't also then like take an extra day off because you have a doctor's appointment. So you had to use these days. They were allocated for anything you wanted. And at the end of the year, the school would buy back your unused days for like $50, what $100, whatever Something it was, like, like that, yeah. a certain amount. And so there would be days like this is when Alyssa and I lived back in Sharon. And I remember sometimes I would wake up and be like, I'm just not, I just don't feel it <laughs> to today. Me, like, yeah. I, I have to take a day. And like, yeah, maybe I'm losing out on like 150 bucks or whatever it is that the, that would, day would be bought back on. And if it was a day before a long weekend, it counted as two days and like all this <laughs> stuff. But Sometimes you need it. And I think people are starting to recognize that. And, you know, like you said, bosses or companies are starting to allocate mental health days because I think that's another really big thing is people sometimes need that mental health day to avoid burnout. And, you know, we've we've heard a lot about quiet quitting lately. Yes. And I think that's a result of burnout, too. So I think if companies want to prevent people from not really putting their best effort forth, they need to be able to create these opportunities and not just like have bagels on Fridays and coffee. Like right. it's more than that. It's it's a it's giving them opportunities to recharge. Reset. Yeah. Yeah. Um so that's one thing. I also it's funny when we talked about burnout, I, I knew that I had talked about it in my grad school and I had written a paper about optimism. Mm. Uh, it was one of my final papers about how optimism is like super powerful in all aspects of life. But one of the things is there was a study that said that optimism actually decreases burnout. So when you are optimistic and it's not optimism is not like oh everything's gonna be fine it's not you know seeing the the world through rose-colored glasses right it's optimism is knowing that you know i'm gonna put my best foot forward my best effort and i'm not gonna make excuses it's more that intrinsic motivation that we've talked about before so being optimistic and and giving yourself opportunities to um you know see see the positive sides and understand that yeah things might be tough right now, but you know, you're able to get through it. Uh, and another thing too, is not being af- afraid to say no. Yeah. That's a big one. That's something that I big know one. <laughs> I know you're not very good at. Um, and it's, it's hard because a lot of times you feel like when you're saying no to somebody, you're disappointing them or letting them down. Right. But I've like, you have to draw a line. Yeah. I think it's important to be able to get comfortable with saying no. And like you said, it doesn't mean saying no doesn't mean, oh, I don't I don't want to do something. Sometimes avoiding burnout is saying no to hanging out with your best friend or going into work that day or taking on that extra project or that extra challenge that maybe you want to do, but you are being very honest with yourself with your capacity at that time. It doesn't mean that after maybe a week off or a day off from even mentally thinking about something, I think that burnout is a lot of mental capacity as well. So for me, I could physically probably go and go and go when I'm not injured, but mentally is when I hit that point of, I actually can't have anything else in my brain right now because I need a second. So don't be afraid to say, it's not even setting boundaries. I think it's saying no to things that you know might not serve you in that moment today at this time. And you're really bad at saying no to plans because, or at least you have been in the past because you feel guilty. Yes, I feel guilt is something I definitely struggle with, but I am getting better at it because what I am guilty of is saying yes to things that are months, weeks, days away 
Like I'll literally look at my calendar or someone will say, oh, I'm so excited for this tomorrow. I'm like, oh my goodness. I said yes to that literally five months ago because I say, oh, I'll just deal with it when I get there. But what I am getting better at and making the promise to myself is that if on a Sunday night, I don't think I want to do something because I know that I want to spend that time with Parker, then I try to try to say no. I'm working on it. You're, you're getting there. Getting there. You're getting there. Um, so yeah, that is our little more than five minutes on burnout. Um, yeah, we'll probably touch on this later episode. on as well. Yeah. Um, yeah. Have a wonderful weekend. Happy Friday. We made it. And we'll see you next week for our next episode, episode seven of wow. the Start Now podcast. So again, as always, if you have any um, questions or you have any topics that you want us to talk about, reach us on social. Um, you can also hit up Alyssa and I individually and go out there, crush the rest of your day. Crush it. Happy Friday.